listening to the end listeners. Welcome to this week in interview. I'm your host, Anthony Drago. It's Wednesday night. It's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 8 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States. 8 p.m. Eastern Caribbean. And at this time, we have this week in interview where I have the distinct pleasure to have conversations with persons of interest. And I get to share those conversations with you. So, needless to say, this weekend interview is one of the highlights of my week. And for those of you who join me every Wednesday night, I want to say thank you for doing that. As usual, you know I don't take your I don't take it for granted that you include this weekend interview as part of your weekly schedule. I know there's a lot of things that compete for our time and when you make the effort to be with us on this weekend interview, we really appreciate that. If tonight it's the first time that you are listening to this week in interview. Welcome. And I hope that by the end of the hour, you too will have become a regular listener to this week in interview. What we try to do on this week in interview every week is to bring you information about topics of interest, people who have interesting things to share because of their work, because of their experience, and so forth. And, and uh, hopefully you, you, you get to learn something. It stimulates your thoughts. And I, I can always say, I, I like to think that if, um, if you can get the information that you can get, you get on this weekend interview by flipping through your, your remote or going online and browse or listening to the radio, then there's no need for, for this weekend interview. But we try to always bring you stuff from a different angle. It might be the same topics. It might be the same issues that you hear on a regular basis. But we bring it to you from a different angle. And so we, um, you know, we, 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 we like that aspect of this weekend interview. We like to leave you with something that you can do, something concrete, something firm, something definite that you can do. And, and, and so that is the whole concept behind this weekend interview. For this week is no exception. I have a very exciting guest, uh, a young man who has, um, done very well for himself and for his family and for his community and so he's doing good and so i like to say if you've done well then you should do good and we're going to talk to him about some of the good work that he's doing and some of the plans that he has to do even more so but as usual we're going to listen to the caricom anthem before we do much anything much more if you are a regular listener you know that every week i preach Caricom, Caricom, Caricom. I want to see the Caribbean go forward as one country rather than 10, 12, 15 specks of rock in the Caribbean Atlantic Sea. I think we have so much more of a chance to make a better life for our people, our Caribbean people, if we can find a way to come together and to, and to do that. So let's listen to Mikel as she does the Caricom anthem. And when I come back, we will be joined by a very special guest who's going to tell us about some of the work that he's doing. So let's listen to Mikkel Henderson as she does the Caricom Anthem. From many distant lands Our forefathers came Some seeking adventure Some bound in chains waged and fought through victory and pain by 
test of their courage, our freedom was gained. In homage to those gone before us, the heroes of lands in the sun, we vow to join hands and to focus on building one Caribbean. Raise your voices high. Your Caribbean pride, sing it loud and strong. Feel our hearts beat as one. Celebrate in song as we rise to heights where we belong. Sound the victory drum for Caracom. You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O dot com. Tonight, as I promised you, listeners, we have a very special guest. We have, I consider him to be a young man because if, <laughs> but he's done, he, he's done tremendous for himself. He's done tremendous for his family and his community. And he has a, not just a story of his life to share with us, but a story of the work that he does, um, that he's going to share with us. And one of the things I like to say is that if you're doing good, if you're doing well, you have to do good. And this is a prime example of someone who has done well or he's doing well and he's also doing lots of good. So let's give a very warm welcome to Reverend Alexander Scotland. Welcome, Reverend, to this weekend interview. It's a pleasure to have you. Yes, it's a, it's, it's a pleasure to be on the show today, I tell you. Uh, uh, words are not enough to express uh, the uh, um, uh, uh, how I feel being uh, on the show today, primarily because it's um, you know people all over are listening and you know and uh, uh, thank you for having me on the show tonight. Definitely, and and, and I as a as a reverend, as an evangelist, it's fair to call you an evangelist, right? Yes, right. As an evangelist, you you I know is part of your work to, to to spread good news and to and to bring cheer to people. And yeah. so I was very happy uh, and delighted when when I understood that you agreed to be my guest on this weekend interview. And just so just so the every audience knows, um, the last time I saw you you were you were a student at the college and I I, I taught at the college. And yes. and so when I when I heard of all the things that you were doing, I felt so proud. Um, one as a fellow Dominican, also, you know, as, as a young man who is, uh, who is making strides and achieving so much. So let me give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the TDN audience. We have, um, a lot of listeners, most, a lot of people Caribbean based, but we also have American listeners as well. Some people in, in the United States, some in Canada, um, some in the, in Europe. We have a few listeners in Asia. We have quite a few people who listen from Dominica. And yeah. also we have listeners from Trinidad, from Grenada, from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. 
we have listeners from all over um haiti uh we send kids we so we have we have quite a wow. range of of listeners our listenership yeah. has grown quite a bit in the last in the last year or two so uh, I want you to, you know, to introduce yourself to the audience and give a little bit of background as to, you know, who you are, so people can understand the man that you are, and, and so the stuff that we talk about later can be put in that perspective. I think. Yes. Well, my name is uh, Alexander Scotland, uh, and I'm from the island of Dominica, uh, born and raised, uh, and uh, uh, from predominantly from Roseau area, and uh, I. Uh, uh, Went attended Dominica Grammar School, and uh, in 2002 I came up to Fort Lauderdale to pursue my degree, and um, it's been a journey ever since. I tell you, I started school, of course, by faith, and uh, and uh, I had strangers show up out of the blue and help me pay for school. When I graduated, I had no debt, and mm-hmm. so it's been it's been a constant journey, you know, and. Uh, uh, and I want to say it's a privilege um, to be up here and to also um, to be up here and also uh, it's being up here has been uh, a real journey as well. You know, yeah, being able to. I'm sure yeah. it's a journey because as, as I was saying, when when you were at a college, you were in the agricultural program. Yes. And and now you you don't plant and grow seeds um in the soil. You I guess you plant and grow souls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we saw I saw we saw the word of God and it germinate and it, it taught souls germinate and bring forth a harvest. Yes. Oh, so let's let's talk a little bit about that transition and how you how you came to to that um to find your your, your you know your calling so to speak. As, well, as, ever ever since I was fourteen year fourteen years old, the Lord um, the Lord uh, um, impressed on my heart through a dream and and, and a vision, uh, you know what uh, my what my calling was. And so when I was fourteen years old, um, when I was fourteen years old, I got a. Um, could I get, take a break? I have someone now to talk to me. Can I, can I take a break? You need so, to? A quick break. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, All right. I want that. So listeners, um, I guess there's unexpected things that come up. Um, our guest tonight on this week in interview is um, Reverend Alexander Scotland. Alexander Scotland, he is the the founder and senior pastor of the discipleship driven discipleship driven um, ministries located in Florida. And as as we as we told, um, he transitioned into 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 a evangelist, um, spreading the word of God, and and he's doing a lot of a lot of good work. Uh, when as we go through the interview, you're going to learn of some of the work that he does, and you and as I was when I heard the story, you'll be amazed at how much he's been able to accomplish. Um, Reverend, are you back with us? Yes, yes, I am. Sorry yeah. about that. I, I, I realized it's probably something unavoidable. So. Yes. We're family here, so my yes. mom's family, you know, we don't have to. Well, yes, I was, yeah, I was saying, yes, sorry about that. I was saying at the age of 14, mm-hmm. uh, I had this dream. And in this dream, uh, I was um, being ushered up into heaven, but I was climbing a ladder and I was going up on a ladder. And uh, when I, I was so excited to uh, go up to heaven, and I said, I want to see what 
you know, heaven looks like. And then in the middle of climbing up this ladder in my dream, I got stopped and uh, a voice tell me, turn and look back. So I held onto the ladder, I turned and I looked down and I was way up in the sky and I saw people as the sand of the sea. And the father tell me that I was called to deliver and to help people, help them find their way. He told me, my time is not yet, go to my people. And I knew I had a call since I was 14 years old, but I ran from that call. I, I didn't understand uh, what the call was and I didn't, I say, what does a preacher do? You know, he, he reads the Bible every day, he pray every day. How is he gonna take care of his family? How is, and I didn't wanna be a preacher. But at, at age 27, uh, I resigned from mapping, um, uh, mapping TV, uh, television where I work in Dominica. Mm -hmm. And I left Dominica on a pursuit for school with no money. I had no money uh, looking to go to school, but I had a call. I had a dream, I had passion, I had desire, and I had purpose. And so I left for Dominica with uh, that will and that tenacity and that drive, you know, to um, to accomplish. You know, and so that's what I. That's so, what. So when you went to college, me. what what field did you study? Was it in um, what what field did you study when you came up to go to college? In in, in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, um, theology. Oh, theology. So, yeah. Okay, so I, when you, I, when I you left Dominica to come up, you made up your mind that you were going to do... Um, yes, okay. yes. I resigned. I say, I'm going to pursue my, 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 my purpose and my passion. So, yes. And you came up here and you were able to, to go through college and succeed and, and continue. Well, you, you obtained your degree and did you right away join the church? How, how, what happened? Well, no. What happened is I obtained my degree and then... Uh, after I did, uh, the, the bishop who ordained me in Fort Lauderdale, he has several churches, and he was he, he wanted to send me to West Palm Beach area to um, pastor one of his churches. I tell him, uh, let me go to, go home to Dominica, and so I went home. I came home to Dominica. I spent some. I spent a week there while I was praying and seeking what God want me to do, and he told me to go on a twenty day fast. So instead of going to a, a church that is already established, he sent me on a fast. And then he told me Port Charlotte. I ha again, I had this dream. And in my dream, I saw two women talking. And they say, you know, in Port Charlotte, we have no uh, charity that, 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 that reach out to people and alleviate the plight of the people. And right in that dream, I said to the women, guess what? I'm coming to Port Charlotte. And the dream disappeared. And so I had to go find where Port Charlotte was. I came up here and left my family in Fort Lauderdale. I tell, you know, by someone for one week. I came up here by faith with, again, with no money because having finished school, I mean, I have no money. So I came here by faith. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took a job at Walgreens. And from there, I start to build, I start to build, you know, I start to build uh uh French make friends and and, and 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 build bridges and 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 you know and it's been I tell you it's been a journey of just miracles journey. after miracles. Well that's the journey you're gonna tell us about. I'm sure one hour is not enough for the entire thing, but you're gonna yes. tell us highlights. So you took a job at, at Walgreens um but with a vision in, in your head, in your mind, in your heart that you're going to to create 
I want to start a church to to start doing charity work. What what, what yeah. was that? What was that vision that you that you had? Well, well, the the, the vision was um, transformation. I I had a um, a desire to see transformation for the men, people who uh, have been victims of situations, victims of rape, victims of violence, victims of um, domestic abuse, people who had. Uh, have been seen as outcasts, my desire was to see them transition from whatever level they're at uh, into where God, uh, what God called them for and to, to point them in the right direction. So I wanted the ministry, the church, as well as the charity to be a bridge, a helping hand to take them from wherever they're at and transition to the next level. And so that is the, um, uh, uh, that's what guided the whole approach drive and then from that we started the church first in my house we had bible study in my house and i made friends working at walgreens and so we started bible study in my house and bible study get big and it move out into you know rent a building and from that we um rent another building a bigger building then we bought our own building so again you know what's the name of your church it's discipleship driven ministries Right here in Port Charlotte, Florida. Discipleship driven ministries in Port Charlotte. Okay, yes. so, so so starting from from that is what you call starting from scratch. Scratch, scratch, <laughs> yes, scratch. Faith, drive, tenacity, passion, desire, prayer. Yes, yes, yes. And and, yes. You, and you went all the way up to where you you were able to establish yourself in a building, and then you moved to where you owned your building and you yes. had to sit in that building. Yes. Uh, so, so tell us a little bit. You know, we want to talk about your your what do you want to do. We want to talk about your evangel your your work as an evangelist and and the type of some of the experiences that you've had, some of the areas that you've visited, some of some of the you know just let's just let's just give the audience uh, an idea of what it's like, what the, you know what the experience of the evangelist Reverend yes. um, Alexander Scotty has been. Some highlights. Well, well, basically, I've been to the island of Saint Martin. I, I you know, I, I went down there uh, for a crusade in. in uh, uh, I spent four days down on the island of Saint Martin. Of course, I came back to my own Dominica, my very own Dominica, and we had a, a nationwide crusade down there. I preached on the Friday night, and uh, I've also traveled like a lot, a lot of areas in the states, mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. Been to Miami. I preached down there several times, different parts of Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Been to um, Maryland and uh, been to Washington. Been to uh, uh, Houston, Texas, I mean, Dallas, Dallas, Texas. So just different places. But uh, I, I tell you, I, I I wouldn't exchange this for nothing. I, I I've, I've truly found my passion and my calling. And I tell you, one of my great, greatest passion is is Christian counseling or counseling. Mm -hmm. When I see people who are on the verge of uh, killing each other or, or serious degradation in terms of their lifestyle and lifestyle choices and being able to counsel because uh, when I went to school, I minor in Christian counseling. And since leaving school, I have done several courses with Light University. And so um, uh, my, my main passion is counseling. I, I preach every Sunday. I have services every Sunday, Wednesday night Bible study. On Friday, I meet with the youth every Friday. I have a, a group of young people I meet with on every single Friday for an hour and a half. But my real passion is counseling. I, I love to see 
God move and work in lives that had seemed to be a, a lives that were outcast or people who were uh, on the verge of being looked on as derelicts or whatever, and then to see them uh, transition uh, into and have purpose, have destiny, and uh, have families and have a life, and so that's part of my joy, you know. So, so let's. This is a this is an ideal point to to give some information because if you say you you love counseling and you work with yes. people, there may be people in your vicinity. And then yes. nowadays with technology, everybody's close. Everybody's close by. So yes. if you wanted to give, um, let's just, you know your contact information, where your your Bible study takes place, where yes. your church takes place on a Sunday, all the different activities to which you want to invite people. It might be a phone number where somebody can reach out to you if they wanted to. Um, this is we can do it at the end as well. But I think this is yes. probably an opportune time to do that while while we, while we're still young into the conversation. Yes, well, our church is located at 23375 Janice, J-A-N-I-C-E, Janice Avenue, and that's Port Charlotte, Florida, 33980. Uh, we also run a food pantry as well. We have a food pantry where we feed several thousand a month, and um, a month, but with the pantry open every Monday and Tuesday. Mm -hmm. that, that location is 4040 Tamiami Trail. It's called Tamiami Trailer US uh, 41. And uh, we feed people here. Uh, so people who are hungry or people who have a need for food uh, ranging from dry goods to meat to uh, uh, dairy and fresh vegetables and apples and just name it, milk and pizzas and chicken and whatever. You know, they come in and they shop. And is, they, and is it they, every, and, Monday and and every Monday and what? Yes, every every Monday and Tuesday. Monday. One, yes, Monday from one to four. Tuesday from one to four. They come in and shop, and we have lines, long lines, waiting to get help every single week. Okay, awesome. so mm -hmm. yeah. So 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 that that and is there like a phone number if somebody wanted to call you? Or? Yes, yes. The phone the phone number for uh, the food pantry is nine four one seven six four. Eight four five eight. Eight four five eight. Yes. And, and if somebody wanted to talk to you as a minister, as yes, a, is there contact information for that? Yes, they could call nine four one six one three one two four four one two four four. Okay. Or it depends. They can also reach me at, at, at that cell number as well, which is nine four one four six seven two zero four two. Yeah, because you know we have a lot of. Our, our folks up here and sometimes sometimes you need to talk to somebody and I guess talking to somebody who is from a similar background sometimes yes. helps and so I, I think this is an ideal opportunity uh, but but since you mentioned the the food pantry that you that that your that your ministry yes. um, manages and, and administers let's talk about that aspect of your of your of, of your ministry discipleship driven ministries you said yes. you have a food pantry that operates every monday and tuesday from one to four uh, yes. in Port Charlotte. yes uh, so so you do a lot of that type of community work reaching out to people who are maybe going through a little rough patch or who, yes. for whatever reason need assistance so yes. let, let's talk about that aspect of the ministry how how you came about to being able to impact the lives of so many people in such a a basic and necessary way. 
Well, um, basically, um, in Dominica, I, I lived in Dominica in uh, Goodwill. Um, but even before that, my mom, when I was growing up, we had a shop down in, in Taru area. We had a grocery shop down there. And I would, as a young boy, I would see my mom um, help feed people in the, in, in the community. She would cook food and people would always come over. There's always people coming over. And so I had that charity desire in me. And then when I moved to Goodwill, uh, Federation Drive, Scotland Lane, uh, Manjo, Manjo, which most people in Dominica know, she uh, lived right next to me, my neighbor. She, the very first day she met me, she told me, open your hands. And I opened my hand and she said, you see, how you born, that's how you're going to die. She said, you are born to help people. And she said, that's why in, in all of your your mother's kids, I took on to you because I see that in you. I see I, I see your heart. And so she helped um, help me on a journey to, 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 to start thinking in terms of charity, helping people who are disenfranchised. And I tell you, Majo um, was very inspirational in, in, in helping me along that line. So when I came to school and I see how strangers who didn't know me, one man met me at the bus stop. He said, young man, who are you and what are you about? When I told him who I was and what I was about, he said, I want to support you. And I had money coming in the mail every single Monday. He would wrap the money in a, in a blank paper and he would stick the money in an envelope and mail it to me. He calls me, you got the money? Yes, sir. That's it. He would never say anything much to me just to call and see if I get the money. I would go on Amazon.com and buy textbook and, 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 and pay for school. And so I get help from a lot of people. So that's what helped me uh, push me into the charity because I am a recipient of the um, largest of many people. And so I, I say, you know, I got to give back as well, give back and, and be positively driven about it and that, give back. That's an awesome story. Some people call it paying forward. You know, somebody does yes. something for you, don't pay me back, pay it forward. Yes. Um, that that type of concept. So you say strangers would, would come up to you and for whatever reason be drawn to you and, and they yes. would buy into the message yes. and, and be willing to, to assist. Uh, so let's talk about the food pantry a little bit. You say you reach thousands, you feed thousands of people on a monthly yes. basis. Yes, yes. Uh, what happened is uh, we started off on a small scale and I was doing yard sales from my house. And in doing those yard sales, I was able to, people would drop things off to my house. I had a double carport at that time and people would uh, drop things off and I would do yard sales every Friday uh, morning and Saturday. Uh, and then from that money, we would buy food and help the needy. At that time, we were a small group of people, maybe 12 or five, five or 12 people. And then uh, um, while we were doing that, we one man was driving by, a multi-millionaire was driving by. At that time, we had grown to about maybe 60, 50 or 60 people. And he was driving by and we were renting a place for the food pantry. And he stopped. When he saw the line, he stopped and he asked, who is in charge here? And they say, they point to me, and he said, uh, well, I can him, well, it depends on what you wanted, and he laughed. He said, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, sure. And uh, he said, young man, I see a train on a train track. 
and it's going somewhere and I'd like to take it there, help take it there faster. He said, me, tell me about your organization. Is there bureaucracy? Is there like a board and you have to go through a, like, a, oh, he said, oh, is it what I see? He said, what I'm seeing is you get donation, you sell donation, you buy food and you help people in the community. I said, sir, what you see is what we're doing. We have a board, but I am pretty much um, uh, um, uh, driving the whole, driving the, the, the thing. So he said, oh, I like that. He said, what do you need? Anything you need, just tell me. I didn't know how, how loaded the man was. So I said, well, we need a 16-foot trailer, a 16-foot enclosed trailer. He said, consider it done. What are you doing on Friday? He took me up to Tampa and bought me that trailer. Okay. We continue renting that warehouse from that person. Then suddenly, the man of the warehouse gave us notice and tell us we have to leave. I say, okay. He said, you, you, you say, okay. I said, if you're saying that you, you're not going to rent to us, God must have a plan. And so I say, I'm willing to trust God. So I called the man to ask him if he knows of anyone who has a warehouse that we could rent cheaply. He say, I'm looking at a baseball game in St. Petersburg, in St. Pete's. Mm -hmm. So he say, as soon as uh, I, I come down to Port Charlotte, we'll have lunch and we'll talk. Well, I kid you not. Seconds after me and we talking, he closed a deal for over $2 million, two point something million dollar deal. He said, Reverend, that has to be God. I'll tell you what. Look for a building. When I come down, I'm going to buy you a building. And that's how I, I got the building for the food pantry, but a 4,000 square foot building on the main, on the major highway uh, in town for us. Wow. That's how I get, the, I get the first building. And I tell you, he, he went on and bought me a Dodge Ram, you know, um, a 2,500 Dodge Ram pickup truck, a powerful truck that can haul 20,000 pounds. Bought me a big trailer, a big, huge trailer again. And uh, he bought me a truck, a box truck, and it's just been a journey. And every time he, every time he buys something, he's making millions. He said, "Reverend, investing in you is better than the stock market because I'm making millions every single time." And so he went on and buy me the church building. He bought the church building. Yeah, okay. yeah. And every time he's turning millions, he said, "This is better than investing in the stock market." So it's it's been a, a real 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 journey. It's been a journey. So I, I guess I guess the le so before I say I guess what do you think is the lesson then that that this whole I know you you're in the middle of the journey because you're a very young man. Yeah. Um. But so far, what do you think that the lessons are in there for somebody who's listening to you and thinking, well, it's just you know serendipity, it's just luck, it's just uh, you oh, know one of stuff. Um, let's talk about that aspect of it a little bit. That well, aspect of, of faith well, and, and all of that. Yes. But, I mean, r remember, faith without works is dead. I left Dominica and came up here. You know how much money I had in my pocket when I came up here? 300 and like either $58 or something in my pocket when I came to Fort Lauderdale to attend Bible school. I, didn't ha I have no business trying to attend school. When I get there... Uh, I went to this school and this lady says, sir, we've never done that in our life. We've never done that. But I see fire in your eyes. I see passion in your eyes. I'm going to give you a chance at school. So I quickly sent to grammar school and I sent to 
um, uh, uh, college in Dominica in Stock Farm to get my transcript. But this is not luck. This is faith. I stepped out. I left Dominica. I left my familiar territory. I left a job at Mapping as procurement um, officer. I left uh, um, everything I, I was used to and go to a strange land, not knowing how everything was going to come together. That is not luck. And I continue to fast. I fast all the time and pray. When you, when you fast and pray, you put food aside, you turn your plate upside down, you pray and you say, God, whatever you ask me to do, I am willing to do. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I don't know how it's all going to come together. But God, I trust you. I am the husband of one wife. I don't sleep around. I don't fool around. I, you know, I don't fool around with no little girls or, or, or have no step. Just one wife. And I, I trust God. I believe in God. I do what, whatever I say I do. I follow up with my words. And, 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 and you pray and you always keep moving forward. You always keep trusting God. And when he put a desire in your heart, you exercise faith and keep moving forward. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's nothing to do with luck, but it's, it's just determination, faith in God, belief in God, prayer, you know, obeying God, trusting God. And continue moving and don't be afraid to step out. I, I don't have to have money to do anything. I mean, I don't have to have money because while cash is the currency of earth, faith is the currency of heaven. So while men have to have cash to move things, all I have to have is faith. And I say, God, thank you for lining up the people with cash to carry that endeavor. Like buying the house that we bought now. We bought the house for the church. We didn't have the money to buy the house to house people. That, that's our new our newest initiative. I'm believing God for a, a complex, a whole complex to house people. And people say, well, that's impossible. I kid you not. Probably a few times when we talk from now, I'll tell you we're walking into it. And that's <laughs> the kind of crazy faith I have. So let's talk about that a little bit. You say, so 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 far you have the, you have the church and the ministries and the counseling. You have the, the food pantry where you feed people. Yes. Um, and now you say that you are acquiring property where you plan to 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 address the shortage of housing yes. for, for persons. Let's talk about that part of it as well, because that is a vision that's on that that you still have that's still unfolding, right? Yes, yes. Yes. We we, we, we are in the inception, we are in the initial stages of it. Uh, what happened is also uh uh, when I came to Charlotte County for a while, I rented. And every single month, my rent was going up. And then I get to the point when I say, Lord, this is it. Uh, I had made a pact with God. And I tell you, I say, God, I'm going to get get a house for your people to worship first. And then when I get that house for your people, when that house come, then give me mine. I want my house to leave. And so God helped me to be able to get a house. And uh, since then, I have. You know, two of them, but you know, he helped me to get uh, the first one, and and then I I say, God, because you deliver me from my plight, I want to help people who are um, in some difficult situation, young families, single people who are struggling, who lack housing and all that. I say, Lord, uh, I, you know, because the Bible says once you are delivered, you go and help and help others up, pull them up as well, and so I've been delivered from rent and 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 then just uh constant rent going up every single month and so i was there i'm able now to go into 
the very thing that I'm delivered from, I want to help others as well in that area. Right, so you purchased a building, and what are the plans to the building? I mean, how, how what are you guys doing now? Where is, is, is it, it's not open as a shelter as yet, right? Well, not as yet. We, we, we procured the building, and uh, we have, um, we... Uh, went in there and we got out the, the the cabinets and we got out a lot of things in there and we're doing new plumbing and new cabinets and new sinks and we're organizing we 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 add on you know one more bedroom and we and and, and we uh, redoing the entire place you know we put a brand new air conditioning unit in there we run a, a, the, the air handler and the compressor and, and everything so basically right now as we speak we are I'd say another 10 days and we should be able to finish the the, the building and have people um, uh, uh, signing up to move in so like about 10 7 to 10 days and we should be done with the building completely and all of that is being done on the on the on the goodwill and the good faith of people who see your ministries and trust what you do yes. and are willing to to put because I imagine in addition to people donating funds a lot yes. of people have probably done it in their times and their time and their talent. Yes, so time. Yes, time, talent, cars, you know, refrigerator, appliances, furniture, for the thrift shop and different things. So, you know, people are coming behind and, and there are people who uh would give from all the way in Virginia and different states. There are people who just give periodically and people who, who believe and 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 you know, it's not just um, black folks or island folks, but pretty pretty much you know, white folks doesn't matter. You know, Spanish doesn't matter. People give and they see the cause and and they like what's happening. And and especially if their family had been uh, 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 benefit has benefited from the whole thing, they 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 continue to give as a result. Yeah, because that is one of the reasons why I wanted you to give the contact information some time ago, because I want to invite the audience, people who, who hear this interview and who believe in what you do or who are moved by it and, and feel like, okay, that is that sounds like a cause that I would like to participate and contribute to. Yeah. Um, they can they can definitely reach out to you. Um, you can repeat the phone numbers at this point, um, so that uh, you know, persons who didn't get a chance to write it down the first time can write it down now, because yeah. the information you're giving is so good, it's so exciting, it's so you know, there's so much work, and it sounds like it sounds like it's like just like that gentleman said, it's so basic and straightforward, you know. Yes. You raise the funds by one way or the other, and you use that funds to um to to help um people who are in need it sounds like yes. you know there's no a lot of bureaucracy administrative costs that that eats away at the contribution so this exactly. is where this is where i'm inviting you to to give all the numbers again and, and we'll appeal to the members of the listeners who who are moved to contribute to to feel free to do so yes well the the number for the church again uh is 941-613-1244 the number for the food pantry is 941-764-8458 or 941-467-2042. And of yes. course, we, you know, we're asking the audience if you're able to contribute, and I'm sure there's a, the need is great, so any among any type or any amount of contribution will be welcome. But also, if you if you if you're within reach of the services and you need service, you need you you can benefit from the service. 
of course, feel free to reach out to the ministries, and I'm sure they would welcome the opportunity to help an additional, an additional person. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so the thrift shop now, you you have a a, a thrift shop that's open all the time, seven days a week, that people can come and well, shop for stuff at a reason. How does how is that organized? Well, it's actually open uh, five days, uh, six yeah, days a six week. Days sorry, a week. six days. Yeah, okay. yeah Sunday's church. Right. So. Yeah, we open uh, Monday to Saturday from nine to five, and uh, so people can. Where's the location? Where's that located? It's at four zero four zero Tamiami Trail or US forty one. Yes, the pantry. Yes, uh, yes, the build. The pantry is in like a thousand square feet, and the um, free shop is in three thousand square feet. Yes, so that's a yeah one building, and we have unit A and unit B. Okay, yeah. so 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 for example, people who may have been out of work, sometimes I know you have to go to an interview. You can come there, get something reasonable that you can wear to an interview to help you get back on your feet. What what other types of of products that you may have in your in your fridge shop from time to time? Well, well, we have we have um, appliances, we have stove, we have refrigerators, we have uh, couches, um, tables and chairs. We have uh, um, you know range or stoves, and we have. Um, <laughs> Uh, sometimes we get cars, we get ve- motor vehicles that we, you know, uh, but uh, we also have things like shoes and and um, uh, plates and, and just, I mean, just household goods as well as clothing and and shoes and various things like that. So you, so, so you say that sometimes you have a motor vehicle that somebody who might, a family who might need to have a car. To be able to take their to go to work or whatever it is, they can get a car at a reasonable price. Yes, from, yes, you know, uh, that, definitely. And and sometimes we get some good cars too. Um, the the the, the most recent car that we, we we got, well, two of the most recent cars. One was a Lincoln, and the Lincoln only had forty thousand miles on it. Right. It was a it was a it was a nice um, Lincoln, but it, it was it was older. It, it was a two thousand and four five, but it had a just 40,000 miles. So we get some low mileage cars. It's not just junk cars or things right, like that. Right, right, we right, got, right. We, yeah, we got um, a Jeep with 93,000 miles. So it's not just junk cars we get in. No, certainly. And I mean, I can identify with that. When I, yes. when I first came to the United States, I went uh, in Boston. My first vehicle, I, I got it from, um, from a junk, from, from, from a, uh, a junkyard. Bought a oh, bit over five hundred dollars from it. Yes, and it's, it's, yeah. it took me for a few years before you know while you're still trying to um. So I can identify with the need of a family who yes. want to um, who may have the need to to get a vehicle to that that's reasonable price. They yes. may not have the credit to be able to walk into a dealership and walk back out with a used vehicle. Yeah, and 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 so I guess the whole thing about it is that you know you can go to services like you offer. Um, yes. And I'm, it sounds like it's positioned where um, people are made to feel comfortable to yes. partake of the stuff that you offer. So they, because you know sometimes there's a lot of shame that's associated with need. Yes. You know? um, and, so, go ahead. And that, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. I, I mean, I remember um, several years ago we had this. Uh, people come every day with shame and they're crying. They say, "Oh, I, I, I don't want people to see me coming to this pantry because." I, I made six figures or, or, or I last year I, I was making $200,000 a year and then now I'm coming to a pantry and then we have to let them know that, look, you know, people uh, uh, 
things can happen. Anything can happen that could cause somebody to have need for a pantry. You could have a job, your company downsize, and all of a sudden you you move from making two hundred thousand dollars a year to making nothing. So you know, stuff happens in life. Sickness happens sometimes, downsizing, layoffs, and all kind of things. And even people who are working, uh, people there are people who are working. And they are not being given 40 hours. They're being given 25 hours because the company don't want to pay the benefits for 1K and, and pay insurance. So therefore, they hire a lot of older retired people and they cut down their hours. So they want to work, but they can't work all those hours and they have kids. And so they depend on the pantry to subsidize, to subsidize uh, uh, you know, their food. So, All right. So let's spend a little bit of time because of what you've done with what you've been given sounds really amazing and inspiring. And, and, and so let's assume that there, there are a listener or two in a different part of the United States, a different part of the world. Yes. Who has the same type of or similar desire yes. in their heart to, to, to start such an organization where they can help folks and that sort of thing. Let's talk a little bit to that person, see yeah. if we can, you know, help to motivate them. I mean, your story, I'm sure, is an inspiration in itself. Yeah. But if we're speaking to somebody in the United States, let's talk to them a little bit about what would be involved in, you know, putting this thing together and just starting. You know, well, the, well, the first, the, the first thing is. If they part of a church, I mean, they could tell you know their pastor or their leader what their intention was. For me, I didn't have the luxury. Uh, I shouldn't say the luxury, but I, I didn't have the ability to go to no pastor because I was the pastor that was started. And so, but if you are somebody in a local church, you could tell your pastor what your intentions are. And most pastors and churches doesn't have a budget to um, to take care of such a thing. So they will be very happy to have someone in the church that they trusted who who, who can step out and do something like that. And uh, you say, Pastor, I'm not asking for finances. All I'm asking for is that you announce so that people, or give me the opportunity to announce so that people can bring clothes, bring shoes and donate and start by doing a yard sale. Because for me, I started doing a yard sale at my house. It didn't cost me anything to just, but, but time, but time, of course, uh, to just on a Friday and Saturday, open up and have a yard sale, put signs, right? Um, yard sale signs, stick it by the road. And then people come to your house and they buy used goods and used stuff. And you take that money now. For me, I had to also take that money when I do yard sales and go to um, a storage auction. There are times when um, people store their things in storages and they cannot pay for it. And so the, the storage company does an auction right. where you can go and bid on, on, on storage storages. So I would go and bid on those storages and get merchandise and add to my yard sale. And then after a while, it was getting too big and too much for my house. And uh, so I didn't want too much people coming to my house anyway. So I went out and I rented a small warehouse for $400 a month. And I was doing yard sales from that from that warehouse. So from that, uh, I moved to an air-conditioned store that was a 1,500 square feet air-conditioned store. And mm -hmm. I opened the, the thrift shop, the first thrift shop. Okay. Of course, I had... No, go ahead. 
of course I had to get I had to get um uh, uh I had to get um a license you know from the uh, uh a local license of course to an occupational license from the as well as a, a business license but because I was a ch I'm a charity I'm not paying for the license but I had to get it anyway and so uh so basically what I'm saying is you start wherever you are you start with nothing I I didn't have nothing to start I started with, with empty hands but uh what I did was I on the job I made friends on the job at Walgreens I made uh, people who were shopping and tell them my intention and they, and they, and they all they would bring things for me and I had a minivan they would put stuff in the minivan or they would drop it off at my home you know and so I started off doing yard sales which moved to a garage sale and then a thrift shop and so it's a progression it was a progression well that's an amazing story and I'm, I'm right in there you 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 know you have the ideas the yard sale money from the yard sale you go to a storage auction yes which which then is becomes more of a yard still yard still till into a free shop no that yes. that that's that's a, that's an incredible incredible story and um you were doing all of that motivated by charity yes. so, so so let's spend the last the last five minutes of the of, of our conversation talking about the impact of of faith and, and spirituality and on and that belief the impact that it can have on the community, on, on the lives of the people in the community. And, and, and in terms of, right now there's a lot of, there's a lot of need in our community for, for change. Yes. Um, so let's, let's spend a little bit of time talking about that um, before, before we end our conversation. Well, the, I mean, the one thing I'll say is that, I mean, being in Dominica, we, we, I mean, we learn as Christians, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Mm -hmm. And that, and 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 there is there is there is a sense of fulfillment that one gets in giving, and so and so in the community there are a lot of people who might fall on hard times and just you know become disenfranchised with just bad situations one after the other, and so uh, I mean as 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 a matter of fact, the Bible says true true religion is looking out for the poor. The widow, the orphans, the stranger in our midst. That is true religion. It, it, it's true religion is not just building great um, churches and and having you know luxury cars as as pastors. I thank God for that, and, and and don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, true religion is looking out for the poor, the widow, the orphans, the fatherless, the strangers, the homeless in our midst. And the Bible say, when you give to the poor, you are lending to the maker. So once you understand what God is requiring of you as an individual, when you give to, to the poor, you are lending to the maker. And guess what? God is no man's debtor. So once you give to the poor, you are lending to God and God is not bankrupt. God is not short of resources. So he will give us back, not just in this, not just in this life, but in the life to come. So once we understand once we understand the concept of you know of kingdom and and and, and not just church but more as kingdom and and what God expects of us you know we uh we'll go on and and do great exploit no when when I spoke to you earlier you you told me that you do some work with young people um yes. you reach out to young people and and try to to get involved with their lives in a positive way so let's talk about that as well. 
Well, two two areas I reached to them. One is in uh, by playing basketball. I mean, I still I love basketball in Dominica. I played basketball, so I go out on the court, on the basketball court, and hang out with the young men, young men in particular. And uh, by playing basketball or sitting down on the bleachers, we get to talk. They, they they all call me preach. What's up, preach? And they tell me their story or they have some DUI or they have some issues that they're going through or whatever it is. And so um, I get to talk to them, you know, on a on a, on a daily basis. Well, not daily. I I go out at least twice, twice a, twice a week. I go out and exercise. And also on every Friday, we meet with a, a group of young people where we can teach them skills you know people skills and finances and teach them you know uh like a lot of skills for life and so uh, they look forward to that every friday some people say you know like if for, for some reason i i would call off you know i call off maybe at least three times a year they say they say pastor please don't 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 call off don't call off because where where are we gonna go where, where are we gonna go what, what are we gonna do mm-hmm. So we so, so we try to have it um, every Friday and be consistent with it, uh, hour and a half every Friday. And where that takes place at the church? Yes, at the church. Yeah, we, we, we at the church. Sometimes we have nights where we just hang out. We we play dominoes. We play games. And in playing, we kind of you know there's different mentors that will talk about different things while on the domino table we play cards. So it's not just teaching them life skills and budgeting and. And, and stuff like that. But we also hang out and play, um, you know, different games, card games, board games. And while playing, we have we may have music or sometimes we have movie nights. We do movie nights as well, where we do popcorn and just hang out on a Friday night. And we have movie night. We get a good movie and we have screens, you know, screens at the church, large screens at the church. And we have movie night. We hang out with popcorn and just, you know, so it's not just, life skills but also we socialize and hang out and and that takes place at the church 23375 janice avenue yes yes okay so young people um and maybe not so young people too if you feel like you can you you join or if you feel you have the need where you have the ability the desire to be a mentor to work with young people i am sure um you would not be turned away um the more the more camaraderie that can be created would be welcome so let's spend this last time. Let's give a, a like a, a twenty thousand mile view of the whole discipleship-driven ministry. Your church, your charity work, your counseling, your community outreach, um, your plans, your vision. Let's just pull back now and just you know talk about the ministry just in general. What times you have service on a Sunday? invite people let's just let's just pull back and and um and talk about that in that sense yes sense. Mm-hmm. well yeah sunday morning we, we we meet on sunday morning uh from uh 10 30 10 30 to about uh 12 30 sometimes we go a little longer uh we, we have services in there we do like baby blessings as well and uh and so so we have that on sunday morning and wednesday night which is tonight, I had to have somebody substitute for me. We have a Bible study. And our Bible study, of course, is very interactive. Wednesday night from 7, uh, 7 to 8.30 or 1 and a half, we have Bible study. Uh, but we actually, we actually have one week is Bible study, next week is prayer. One week Bible study, next week is prayer. Okay. We, 
yeah, we cannot live out prayer. We've seen miracles after miracles. We've seen cancer patients get healed. We've seen a lot happen in our prayer in our prayer segment. So we um, so and so we do that uh, on those two days in question. So I mean Wednesdays Bible study, Sunday morning is prayer, and the last Sunday night of every month we have a special service. Um, it can take the form of prayer or we bring in a special speaker. Actually, this weekend, I'll be having uh, uh, one of our Dominican um, um, pastors, young pastors coming up to be at our church. And he he sings and he ministers. So he's going to be with us from Saint, the island of St. Martin. He lives in St. Martin, but he's from Dominica. He's going to be at our church this weekend as well. So What time this weekend? It's gonna be at our ten thirty service 10 in the morning on, on Sunday morning. Sunday okay, morning. so if you within if you within reach of of the church discipleship driven ministries on Janice Avenue in Port Charlotte, Florida, uh, it'd be a real treat if you go there this Sunday or any other Sunday. And yes. um, and and so and so as we, we time flies, it's already an oh, hour. It's already you. nine o'clock. <laughs> I want I want to tell you. So I am so happy and delighted that you were able to be my guest tonight on this weekend interview. I your story is certainly inspiring, and um, I am sure our listeners uh, gleaned a lot. I I mean the just the pure faith with which you move forward and the and the results that you able to show and still you've maintained your humanity you yeah. you're still very you know personable and i think that is that is very admirable and we congratulate you on on what you've achieved so far and we wish you continued strength and vigor as yes. you continue to go forward so i want to thank you so much for being my guest on this weekend interview this this night Yes, well, I appreciate it, and God bless, and I pray for success for you as well, and uh, we'll see how we, I, I know your radio station runs on donation of various kinds, so we'll see how we can team up and, uh, and uh, yeah, and, and be a blessing to you as well. Uh, certainly, and, and thank you very much. And what, what I would like you to do is, I, I was looking to see if you had a Facebook page for your ministry, from your personal page, but yes. if you can get some photos of the, um, of the, of the food of the food pantry, you know, people in the thrift shop. We will be very oh, happy yes. to put some of that up on on on, on our website, our Facebook page, and, and remind people that there's a cause that they can support. Um, oh yes. In, in, even if they're not in the Florida area, they can they can support. So feel oh, free. So make sure you send me some of those materials. Oh, definitely. Yes, yes. Ah, my sister. My sister lives um close by and I see her every day but she she's the one who takes picture and she's the one who is very uh, uh, technology driven and mm -hmm. so I can have her um, she has lots of pictures in her camera that she could also oh, yeah. she could download oh, yeah. And, yeah. and have yes let's, let's do some of that alright and wish you all the best man. and I, I really yes. appreciate you taking the time on your busy Wednesday to be with us thank you so much again blessings thank you God bless um, everyone thank you well listen I <laughs> I promised you it was going to be a very exciting and um, an inspiring conversation that we're going to have with the Reverend Alexander Scotland of Discipleship Driven Ministries. Their, their, their home, ministerial home, is in Fort Charlotte, Fort Charlotte, Florida, on Janice Avenue, 23375 Janice Avenue. He says they have church services every Sunday morning at 1030. So if you're in the area, you should you, you want to join them. Also, they do 
um, a food pantry every Monday and Tuesday from 1 to 4 on 4040 Tamiani Trail. I mean, that's that right, but I'm, I'm sure if you, it's close enough that you can find it if you Google it. Um, if you want to contact them, the pantry is 941-764-8458. So you, you can go out there, and if you, if you have a need, you go there, you can fellowship, you can find camaraderie. Um, he says every Friday night they have um, something going on with young people where they, they socialize and, and, and intermingle. Um, so you may want to check that out as well. But what a delightful story. And um, certainly, uh, you know, it's always good to hear um, positive, positive stories where optimism seems to bear fruit. So this has been This Week in Interview. I'm your host, Anthony Drago. And uh, we do this every Wednesday. So I'm going to see you next week, Wednesday. I want to say thank you to my producer and engineer, Sam. Always doing a stellar job keeping us on air and keeping our mics live. And for you all listeners, thank you for being with me this Wednesday. I will see you next Wednesday. We, when we will do this again, we'll have another wonderfully stimulating and inspiring conversation. So good night. And I wish you a wonderful rest of the week, a great weekend, and look forward to seeing you next week, Wednesday, for another episode of This Week in Interview, which is a production of TDN Radio. You can find us on tdnradio.net. If you missed a program or if you want to listen to a program again, uh, the podcasts are available on tdnradio.net. So tonight's podcast should be available like tomorrow. And all the previous ones are also on on there at this tdnradio.net. So check it out. I listen to them all the time. And every time I listen to it, I, I hear something I didn't catch the first time because our interviews are so full of information. The people that we talk to, they're so dense with, with, with information to share that on one pass, we don't get all of it. It's a shame to just listen to it one time and never again. So go to tdnradio.net. Um, Click on the podcast, listen to the programs. And of course, if you have ideas of people that we can interview, suggest guests or whatever, just send us an email, send me a text, whatever, and um, we'll be happy to pursue that. So good night, and I will see you next week, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 